You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Jennifer Derishan, head of marketing at Prodigal, a B2B SaaS startup bringing technology to the credit and lending industry. Jennifer, great to see you. Thanks so much for making time for us. Great to, to be here, and thanks for having me. So now when we connected a few weeks back and we, we were chatting about what to talk about in the podcast, you mentioned that you're hiring and you're looking yes. for a content marketer. And then we thought, you know what? Let's talk about that. The job market is constantly in the news these days. So it seemed pretty timely. So what position are you advertising for right now? Yes. So that's right. I am currently hiring for a content marketing manager for our marketing team. And this person okay. will lead and develop compelling content that appeals to our target audience. What are you seeing so far? Yes. So I think... so. It's going okay. I will say number one is that I'm getting a lot of applicants. And so as we think about, you know, our funnel, you want to get a lot of people in the door. Mm -hmm. But the reason I hesitated a little bit is because I'm getting so many candidates, but I'm seeing that many of them are not qualified or have at least not shown me that they've taken the time to read the job description that we provided and we wrote. And or they're not even modifying their resumes to show that they've mm. read the job description. And, and so I'm having to, you know, you like to reduce the funnel and remove some people, but it's a lot of people are having, be, having to be moved out of the process just from the resume itself. So yeah. that's what's been a little bit frustrating. That does sound frustrating. Where did you post the job notice? Yeah, so... We use a software called Lever for our job postings. And so we have, I think it does automatically go out to LinkedIn, which I'm actually a little bit bummed about because hmm. I think it's just so easy to apply for jobs, which is why people don't read the job description. You know, there's that easy apply and they just go through it. And so we're on LinkedIn, I believe, as well as ADA, it's a startup site for jobs, otta.com. We're on some other job boards for startups like AngelList, which has now been renamed WellFound. I was trying to really target those people who are interested in working at a startup or a Series A startup. It's very different than working at other places. And so I was really trying to target those folks. And so I'm seeing more success from those specific sites versus mm -hmm. other places like LinkedIn. But still, the challenge is you just get flooded with resumes. And yes, as, as you just said, a lot of them, even kind of at a glance, you're like, well, why, why is this person applying for this job? Like, it makes no sense. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. and specifically, this is a, a, a content marketer, right? So essentially, yeah. the number one role in this job is you have to love to write. I don't care about mm -hmm. anything else. The most important thing is you have to love to write. And so what's also really interesting is that I'm not seeing a lot of people take the time to even write a short cover letter. I mean, if this is a writing role. You can really make yourself stand out by just spending a few moments and showing me even in that cover letter, because I do read those that, you know, why you're the best person for this role, why we should look at your resume, why we should interview you. So the resumes you're getting or the applications you're getting that have stood out so far, what are you seeing? Yeah. 
So, so of course, if you get a cover letter and you've told me, shown me that you've read the job posting and you have that appropriate experience. So I'm only looking for four years of content marketing experience at a minimum to start. And so that, you know, that's a good thing. Then also just showing and making it really easy, either through your job titles or your experience on the resume, showing that you've done or had some experience writing before, working in content, that's really key as well. I've seen a lot of resumes, which is just shocking to me that don't have any, not even the word content on the resume. So it's like an automatic disqualification. But we have had some interviews, you know, virtual interviews, which has been good, but we haven't filled the role yet. So it's still Mm -hmm. open. So I would say those Mm -hmm. things, you know, I'm not asking for a ton, but I also think it's really important too that, you know, we're going through this process, we're investing the time on our side. Like many, I probably needed a content marketer yesterday. You know, I really need to fill yeah. this role. We're having to to handle it in the interim and all of our team, you know, do double duty. But I think it's really important that we take our time, do our due diligence, go through the process, make sure it's a good fit on both sides, making sure that's a good culture fit for the, the employee, the person looking for the role, as well as for us, because the worst thing is if we fill this role and then have to, you know, make changes a couple of months down the road, that's not going to be good for anyone. So I really love the, uh, the phrase hire slow, fire fast. I think that's really important mm. now mm. more than ever. And even when, I mean, there's a lot of people on the job market or a lot of people looking for roles, right? There's been a lot of people affected negatively, maybe by layoffs. And there's some really good talent out there. And I've seen some of that, which, which makes me optimistic, but I still know it's really, really important to still go through and do your due diligence and go through the whole process. Yeah, so you can find precisely the right fit or as close to that as you can get. So you've already mentioned one qualification is that this person needs to be a strong writer. What else Mm -hmm. are you looking for? And I'll elaborate too, a a little bit too, on that that part about having, or you have to love writing. Mm -hmm. It's so much so like, I don't want you to be afraid of that blank page. In fact, I want you to embrace it. And words bring you life. And I also know this is not my strength. And so when I'm hiring for this too, it's like you always try to offset and make sure that people coming in the door, you're making sure your team is well-rounded. You guys support each other and complement each other's strengths. And so I think that is just really, really important. The amazing thing too about content is it's obviously not just the initial writing, but it's researching, it's editing, including SEO keyword research, right? It's not just start something and then finish it right away. So all these keys are really, really important and then must amplify a story because I want this person to be a master storyteller and really pull it all together. So I think that's really, really key. And then being a self-starter is really important, especially we're in a startup Everyone is doing a lot of roles. Everyone is moving really fast. And so, and and we're in a remote environment. So I'm not going to be standing over anyone's shoulder, seeing what they're doing, but you know, we'll be interacting a lot. But I think being a self-starter is really important. Someone who takes pride in their work and it shows. This is really evident when it comes out through content, but super important for this role as well. And then the last thing is a high sense of urgency in organization while managing multiple products, right? It's never just do one thing, be done, go on to the next, Mm -hmm. being able to kind of spin those multiple plates at once and then 
finish things through to completion. Executing in a startup is really, really important. We all have a lot of good ideas, but taking those ideas and then putting them into some finished product is really important. Yeah. So when you're interviewing someone, you mentioned you've had, you've done a few interviews. So that person, obviously, at least on paper, has some of what you're looking for, right? What are you, right. What, are, what are you looking for during the interview? Yeah. So the one thing I start off a lot of my interviews too, it's, I feel, it's more like a conversation. It's not like putting them on the stand or making them see like they're taking a test because I really think it's back to that. It's got to be a good fit on both sides, like culturally. They're obviously looking for someplace. They want to be successful. They want to accelerate and move their career. We're looking for someone who's going to fill this role as a content marketer, but also they're going to be a good fit to our company culture. It's a lot of things we're trying to match for each other. And so that's how I approach them, more like a conversation. I'm not trying to trip them up. But then, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm asking them about their experience. Tell me about specifically what content you've written. One of the questions I like to ask, although I I get the response of it's kind of like trying to choose your, your favorite child is, what sort of content do you like to write the best? Is it short form, mid form, or long form? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's kind of all of them. But I think I also want to know too, it's, it can be demanding and easy to do some of those like, you know, more maybe shorter form things, but you have to dedicate some time to do some of the longer form ones, right? A white paper doesn't just appear in, in a day or two, right? You have to be able to kind of do the hard things sometimes. And so I'm kind of, I'm listening for that as well. And then I ask just about culturally, like same things they're looking for. I tell them about us, our company, our team, kind of the team dynamics, how we work together. Those are some of the questions I ask. I assume you ask for some writing samples, right? Yes. So, well, before Mm -hmm. that, because I I also want to balance, like, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want them to waste my time. So after Mm -hmm. that, then I'll ask for the portfolio. Yeah, of depending on, you know, if they haven't already given it to me, but I'll ask for some examples of portfolio of work as well. Well, and I haven't gotten here yet. So I've looked at a lot of portfolio and then eventually I do want to do a mini assignment and I won't use anything. I don't think that's appropriate unless I'm going to compensate them. But there's a couple of things that I'm thinking about as far as an assignment, like either give us some ideas or critique or spend, you know, less than 30 minutes writing something. But I think that's also really important too, because it, it shows that they're really committed to this. They're interested, they're moving forward. Again, I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to get free consulting. I'm not going to use this anywhere. But I think it really just shows that people are invested and they're interested and they're taking this seriously, which is really important too. Yeah. So, okay. So you give them kind of like a, uh, like a test, right? Like a writing assignment. Okay. And so writing assignment, I try not to say test because I don't want this to be, you know, so intimidating, but it's really just part of the process. Yeah. Right. But it kind of, I mean, it's part of how you're evaluating, you know, what they can do alongside their portfolio. So both in the portfolio and especially in this assignment, what are you looking for? And specifically, what are like red flags when you see you're like, okay, no, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. So like I said, I haven't gotten to the assignment officially yet at this point, Um, because even things like aligning on compensation is really like an thing I'm trying to do early on, even though I'm very deliberate in the job posting. I've said the experience when you have a title like content marketing manager, I'm finding that compensation expectations are very different. Right. Mm. And we're we're really trying to watch our, our spend. I've got a certain budget for this role, too. And so 
that is, I forget why I got on that topic, but that's really early on to what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And so let's pause there. What was your question again? <laughs> I was asking about in, in the writing sample, yes. what, are, what are you looking for, both good and bad? Yeah. So, I mean, we are in the B2B space. We are, you can call it sometimes it's technical writing. And so I'm trying to understand when I look at some of their examples, it's not a requirement for you to have fintech experience. It's not a requirement for you to have to actually written to these audiences. But when I'm looking at some of these portfolio examples, I'm really trying to, as a reader, try to understand and make sure I can, number one, follow what they're writing, understand what the point of this piece is, for example, you know, try to understand how well researched it is. Is it really truly adding value? And so there's a lot of variety of writing out there. I haven't necessarily eliminated someone completely on just that portfolio, but I think it really does show what are you capable of? What have you done before to kind of know what baseline we're starting with? Mm -hmm. But I've seen some it, that I'm just like, mm, this is just okay. Like I said, I'm not yeah. that great at writing, but if I, I'm like, I can do this, then I'm kind of like, mm. this is not what I'm looking for. This is not going to supplement what I can do already is another thing I'm looking at or my team is already doing together. Okay. Well, right. Good point. I mean, you specifically need someone who's going to do that at a higher level. Than, yes. You know, than you can do. I mean, so let's say, um, I don't know, spelling mistake you know, some Ugh, grammar errors. That's like, automatic. Is, is that an automatic <laughs> yeah, kick to the curb? Yeah. Okay. Especially if it's okay. published. I mean, we are all human and it will happen at times, but yeah, I mean, especially something like this, like you have, have got to have checked it already. That would be something that would kind of be a flag. Like, okay, we can all do better. Mm -hmm. And okay. And so on the positive side of the ledger, then when you, when you're reading something and you're like, oh, okay, wow, th this is good. What's good about it? Like, what are you looking for that'll make you yeah. say like, oh, this person really is a pro? Yeah. So when I've seen some, so I mentioned the technical writing and I think at the end of the day, though, it's still important to say, hey, we're even a very niche audience, but we're still selling to humans at the end of the day. And so when I've seen some really good writing, it's bringing in some new idea or thought leadership, but kind of also weaving it in either into a, a story, right? Or making it relatable with something else they deal with all the time. Making you literally want to read it to the end, I think mm. is really good. And also like, okay, I learned something at the end here. And so I've actually talked to a couple of people who have written in our space. So we are serving and selling to financial credit and lending companies who operate contact centers or call centers. and mm. There's actually a fair number of companies in this space. And so they've actually had this experience. I'm really like, I'm shocked that they have this experience in this, but some of the pieces have been really good and really been able to, to do that basic, basically having that technical aspect as well as, you know, teaching me something new and telling a story at the same time. What's the takeaway for our listeners, for marketing leaders like yourself who are looking for good people? The main takeaway is, do your diligence, go through your process, take your time and make sure you find the right person for your company, even though you're probably wanting someone in that seat yesterday. Be patient. Patience, right. Like you said, what was the phrase before? F hire slowly and fire fast. Was that it? You got it. Yeah. Hire slow, fire yeah. fast. 
Right. Okay. All right, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for that. I think that's some really good advice. And as you said, hiring the right person is such is so key for for you know building out your team and creating the best content you can. So thanks so much for sharing all that. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. It flew by quickly. And so that must have been, it was, it was a really good time. Thanks again. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.